0: Welcome back to the Woman Inspired Podcast. If you've just tuned in with us and not been a part of Woman Inspired before, my name is Karen. that didn't make sense. My name is still Karen, even if you didn't tune in before or didn't. I'm Karen. <laughs> Again, this is the Woman Inspired Podcast. I'm so glad you joined me. So this is a, a faith-based inspirational podcast. And if you're looking for a more faith-based podcast, but you don't know where to go, been there. I didn't either, but now I know. Go to the Access More Podcast Network. It has over 40 shows on topics like culture, religion, family, entertainment, and a whole lot more than that. And they have podcasts from Christian leaders like Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Bob Goff, Torrin Wells. Access More, it, it really gives you a safe space to discover inspiring conversations about faith. So if you're a fan of this show... I think you'll find encouragement, hope, and joy on some of the podcasts over there on Access More. So just go on over to accessmore.com and you'll discover those for yourself. All right. So today's episode is titled Lessons from the Deli. Yeah, it's a remix from an old, old, old one, but it's a popular one. And hopefully this one will sound a little bit better um, than the last one. I'm remixing some of my previous podcasts. Excuse me, I got a little frog in my throat or something. If you hear a ribbit here and there, don't just ignore it, you know, don't worry about it. Um, So lessons from the deli. Um, It's actually a few different stories that I've compiled together. It's like a little collection of things where God has shown me some truths and taught me some life lessons, kind of woken me up by using everyday life situations, which is how he speaks to me. (laughs) And he uses different people and events. So Sometimes they're crazy things, in my opinion, and sometimes they're uh, normal, yet turn out to be phenomenal in the process of his teaching. So that's what I like to share with you all, hoping that it's relatable and that it will affect you. So I have an uncanny ability, by the way, to find myself in semi-frequent, strange situations. (laughs) It's a talent. (laughs) I've been accidentally locked in public bathrooms and had to be uh, rescued by the fire department. Yeah, more than once. Uh, I've gotten frozen to the front of my windshield of my car following a severe snowstorm. And honestly, I can trip over a molecule of air floating anywhere in the vicinity of my feet. (laughs) In fact, I I pretty much need a bubble wrap outfit. And I I keep saying I've been working on a line of bubble wrap uh, clothing for years, but I've never done it. Um, I just think the bubble wrap is a little too um, sticky. I just see issues with it. All right. So even as a young girl, I was extremely observant of who and what is around me. So if you've listened to this podcast for more than a couple episodes, you already know that. Um, but I didn't grow up uh, talking very much, although my dad says I have more than made up for it as an adult. <laughs> I have what others have called uh, a remarkable mem- remarkable memory, not as much in the last few years, and I know that happens with age, but um, I recall things still from the time I was, two, three years old. Um, I can remember entire conversations over my life and play them over and over in my head. And until I had a brain aneurysm in 2007, I could recite scripture and text like nobody's business. But again, with age and time and other factors, some of my remarkable memory is not so remarkable anymore. But I'm really thankful to say that there are things that I do still remember quite well, including conversations and just the, uh, Presence around me and the scenarios around me, the feeling around me. I, I have a this amazing uh, memory to remember how things felt in the moment, and maybe you do too. Um, I attribute some of that though to having obsessive compulsive disorder. But I've learned over the years how to observe not just the words that are being spoken in my presence, but also the body language and the demeanor of other people, as well as paying attention to their spiritual countenance and aspects of kind of what's going on in the moment. So I give you that background information to let you know that I'm not a big eavesdropper, but I do hear things, lots of things. And I observe a lot of things. I try to be be quiet and stay open to what's going on around me. Um, And another odd thing about me, (laughs) yeah, there's a long list. (laughs) Okay. Another odd thing about me is I have hearing like a canine. I mean, really sharp hearing. And I'm not ashamed or embarrassed to share with you things that I've heard and seen in my everyday life that I hope will make you laugh, but also inspire you to maybe pay a bit more attention to what's going on around you. I believe we're in a time when God is prompting us to pay attention, to notice, to discern and and take in and see how God is using what's going on around us to mold and shape us, to guide us, to move us and to change us, um, or even affirm something within us and to affect our lives in a significant way. That's why I share these things with you because God can use the simple things to break through the complex in our life. God can use the weak to create strength. He can use what seems, seems like chaos to calm a storm. God can use the normal everyday things to prompt us to create something extraordinary. Okay. All that being said, today's podcast is titled Lessons from the Deli. Why? Good question. Because the deli is one of the areas of the public domain where I also seem to be um, encased in interesting things every time I go. (laughs) And before I get into Lessons from the Deli, I'm going to share with you today's pod quote. Yeah, I just have one, I think. But that's right. Um, Each and every podcast, I have a pod quote. And um, here it is. By Wayne Dyer. When you judge another, you do not define them. You define yourself. I really like that. All right. And that quote is significant all on its own, but you'll see why it is also uh, significant to this episode lessons from the deli several years ago I was having one of my typical crazy days having an adopted special needs son especially when he was younger things could get a bit contentious um if you've ever had any children in the house or hey if you're getting ready to have children let me just prepare you (laughs) there are days you don't want to get dressed up to go out of the house and you might end up in sweats or pajamas all day long of course now with um the world having had COVID lockdowns, that's kind of the norm, (laughs) but several years ago it was not. So not not that you'll be sitting around doing nothing if you're in your sweats, but you won't have time to mess with your hair, makeup, or really be concerned about how you look so much when you have young children, uh, because your priority is taking care of someone else. And for anyone who is a full-time caregiver of a child or an adult, or has ever been a full-time Uh, caregiver in any capacity, most often your needs and and definitely your wants come last on the list. This is the way it is. And that's the way it should be. Not to say that we shouldn't have times when we make ourselves the priority or that we shouldn't have self-care because we absolutely should. But oftentimes the reality is it's last on the list. I've learned over the years that, a little side note here, I've learned over the years that I would have done myself a greater service had I been more concerned with self-care and taking time from a relationship with God in those early days. But he opened my eyes in a lot of ways throughout that to help pull me back in to him and to draw closer to him. So if I had, I wouldn't have run out of energy so often. You know, if I had gotten even closer to God during that time, I wouldn't have run out of the physical, mental, or spiritual fuel I needed to keep going without burning out or basically sometimes I just came to a halt. Uh, however, thankfully over time we learn, we discern, and hopefully we don't repeat the mistakes we made in the past. All right. So I'm one of those people who really doesn't care what other people think of me. So I slapped on a pair of sweats and a t-shirt, um, and a sweatshirt on this day which is what I do sometimes and I throw my hair up in a clip and dash out the door to go run errands and be done with it. I'm just one of those people who has very little care in the world most of the time. I'm just I'm human I'm female most of the time I don't care whether or not I have makeup on my face because it doesn't matter if I have a stain on my shirt either if I'm just out running errands. Even now you might show up to my house well (laughs) I'm going to just say you will show up to my house for Bible study and um, I'll be in my pajamas. It's just, I lead Bible study in my pajamas. It's just, it's in the evening. I'm, I've had a full day and there you go. So all of the ladies in my uh, women's group are used to that, but you could come over any time of day and I might be in my pajamas uh, they're just close people. Get over it. All right. So not not because I'm tired all the time and sleeping, but because they're just comfortable. And I'm really not going to go to Kroger or the post office to impress anyone. Although I don't go there in my pajamas, but I, I don't dress up to go to the grocery store or the post office either. Amen. I mean, it's just the way that I am. And it's not necessarily a bad thing or a good thing. But there are times when I look in the mirror and I think, oh my gosh, this is me. <laughs> And then reality hits and it's like, yeah, this is me. It's okay, Karen. You don't have to go uh, dressed up to go to the grocery store and run your errands. So I was having one of those days where I knew I needed to get things done and I needed to go to the store, including the deli, but I just could not motivate myself to put on anything more than that pair of sweats, a t-shirt, and put my hair up in that clip. And as I said before, most of the time I don't care if I'm looking like Miss America or looking like a cartoon character. Either end of the spectrum is fine by me as long as I can get done what I need to get done. Have you ever been there? I mean, I, I wasn't feeling well that this particular day I'm going to tell you about, though. I had had a difficult week with my son and an emotional time dealing with some of his issues. So I threw myself together and I went to the deli. Now, the deli counter experience has typically been a good one for me, although it's always, always very interesting. (laughs) There's almost never a time when you don't have to wait because it's a popular place. And the man who worked behind the deli counter at that time was very nice. We always chatted, we joked around, it made me feel good. It's kind of like the old TV show Cheers. You know, you walk in and everybody knows your name. And when you go to the deli and the people who work there and other patrons see you and they all know your name, it it feels good. It's comfortable. It's like putting on those comfortable sweats. It's a good feeling, right? I mean, you expect someone to, to shout Norm when you walk in. And I love that. So it didn't matter that I was wearing Uh, just sweats and nobody treated me very differently when I would go there because I wasn't wearing uh, high heels um, and they didn't care. They weren't looking at my feet. Um, So they didn't treat me differently if I wasn't wearing high heels or that I didn't have jewelry on or my hair wasn't done up and my makeup uh, wasn't on my face. However, this day was a little different. On this particular day when I went in As is frequent for me, I had a lot of aches and pains from some physical issues I have. And my mindset was not great because I was, as I said before, I was having a lot of issues um, with helping my son. So I was, I was down. I was sad. I was down on myself. Life didn't seem as peaceful and rosy that day as it sometimes does. And quite frankly, I felt more like, I don't care about how I look because I won't look good no matter what I do. So who cares? that was the place I was in that day. Not just the, "Eh, it doesn't matter what I wear. I'm just running errands. You know, people can judge me or not judge me. I don't care. It was a level and a place where I felt like, why should I care? Because nothing I can do with this that I see in the mirror will help me. Have you ever had one of those days? I think most of us have, you know, one of those days where you pull out the old fat pants and you know that you'll fill them out now because they're not really fat pants anymore. You actually need to get bigger pants to have fat pants, roomy pants, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? And I'll stop here for a second and say, in case you don't know what fat pants are, um, they're really pants that you wear when you're bloated and you've gained three, four or five pounds um, from water weight, um, or, or inflammation or eating the wrong way for a few days. Um, so don't get all politically correct on me. Fat pants are for when you're feeling fat for when you're feeling larger than your normal size, whatever that size is. You don't feel comfortable in your regular clothes. So fat pants are just a little bit bigger. So you don't have to feel bad about yourself or uncomfortable and take time to squeeze into clothes that are extra uncomfortable at that moment. It doesn't matter if you're a size two or 22, if you're a woman, it would behoove you to have a pair of fat pants. And I would say most of you do. Um, but really when I think about it, I guess nowadays women don't need fat pants. They have yoga pants. Um, you may never see a yogi, uh, except at the bear, think yogi except at the bear. Okay. I can talk. <laughs> you may never see a yogi bear, um, any place that, but at the park, but most likely you have a pair of yoga pants. Even if you don't do yoga, that was kind of a bad joke. Anyway. Um, I believe yoga pants will fit anyone, any size, no matter how bloated they are. I think they stretch out. I have actually seen videos. Have y'all seen these videos on social media where people will stretch out their yoga pants. They're really stretched and like put like 10 pillows in them and show you how stretchy they actually are. And then yet magically when they take the pillows out, they did right back to where they go around their butt. It amazes me. Um, So they're made to be that way. So technically yoga pants might be called fat pants these days, but I digress. So you, you, you can look fabulous at size two and size 22, but there are still days you just don't feel fabulous, right? God bless us female in our uh, females in our hormones and, and men just, um, go with it. You know what it's like to be on the other end, watching and experiencing the, um, sadness, the highs and the lows and the backlashes of hormonal women. So bless you. I pray for you. Um, breathe through it, take it, tolerate it. You'll get through it. All right. So this is one of those, uh, fat pant days, fat pants days. <laughs> um, but it really wasn't just a, I needed to wear fat pants. It was an, I'm feeling ugly. I feel worthless. I wish I were a better mom. I can't stand my body. No one can help me days. And so when I went into the deli, I thought it's okay that I don't feel great because I know I'll come out of there feeling better. I I, I always feel like, oh, this is a comfortable place and people are so nice. So I had in the back of my mind that I'd run my errands, go home and everything would be fine. But as I was in the deli standing there chatting with the nice deli man behind the counter, all of a sudden I'm talking to him and he, he turns away from me. His line of sight shifts completely immediately to the right. I followed his eyes and, and his head, by the way, completely turned his head to see that he's looking to my right at a woman beside me, a woman whom I coined for storytelling purposes, Miss Perky. Yeah, that's right. Miss Perky, beautiful blonde hair, done up just so, breasts all high and perky and looking wonderful, makeup on, a beautiful outfit, and he's staring at her or at least parts of her while I'm talking. That did not help my mindset or my peace of mind on that particular day. I I mean, I just stopped talking. I I stopped talking in mid-sentence because he wasn't even looking at me. He completely left me and started to help her. So I'm standing there waiting and seething inside, uh, embarrassed as well, a little mortified. And at the same time, I'm cautiously kind of glancing to my right, looking her up and down. And the more I did so, the worse I felt about myself. Have you ever been there comparing yourself to someone else? Yeah, it was one of those days. I literally had my hands across my chest, uh, you know, cross them over trying to cover up the fact that my breasts were probably six inches lower on my chest than hers were and thinking about my hair and how it was just thrown up in this clip and how I had no makeup on which is crazy because I don't typically wear makeup anyhow and it usually doesn't bother me but that day oh my gosh Satan was attacking me and my mind was attacking me and it was saying ah if I only looked better I would feel better. Maybe if I were more put together like Miss Perky, then I wouldn't be having bad days like this. It all comes down to how I look. Maybe if I did more to my hair or I had a better wardrobe, then maybe my life would be better. Or maybe maybe if I weighed less, things would be easier. Just maybe I'd be a better mom. Now, I know that's not sound thinking, but in the moment, those were my thoughts. Because I truly do know Believe me, I really do know that how someone looks on the outside is not necessarily reflective of that person's value, their worth, or how God sees them. But on that day, I was feeling really bad. And the more I looked at Miss Perky out of the corner of my eye, the worse I felt about myself. So as I'm standing there, judging myself, and quite frankly, judging her, thinking how wonderful her life must be, because, I mean, look how she looked. I And all of a sudden I hear, excuse me, excuse me. I turn to see Miss Perky is talking to me. Not at all what I wanted to happen, by the way. I turn to look at her and she says in a sweet, shy voice, excuse me. But I was wondering if it's not too much of a problem, if you could tell me a little about the churches in the area. I just stared at her. I I can't even imagine what... The look on my face was. I'm sure I had a dumbfounded look on my face. I blinked and I looked at her like she was speaking Pig Latin and, and I couldn't understand her. And like I was a goat from Sweden. I mean, because here I am judging Miss Perky in my head and she's standing there wanting to have a discussion with me about going to church. And I thought, Oh God, you're so good. I mean, he got me, didn't he? He got me. And then out came the thing that God used to wake me up and teach me a real lesson at the deli that day. Because Miss Perky said to me, Well, I'm sorry to bother you. I just felt like I could approach you. You see, we're new in the area. So that was my wham bam wake up, ma'am moment. <laughs> yes, right there in the deli, um, I was given a little bit of a wake up call there. So As I'm standing here judging Miss Perky, And myself, God smacks me with the truth. I could see tears building up in Miss Perky's eyes just a little bit as she waited for me to respond. I I don't even know how long it was I was sitting there just staring at her. My resolve to be judgmental and feel self-righteous because somehow I looked in disarray and felt in disarray inside seemed so much less justifiable to me in that moment. My little place of self-pity was shrinking by the second. Just looking at her eyes as she teared up. So this woman who obviously felt in disarray inside, but looked fantastic on the outside was asking me for help. And I judged her by how she looked, not even knowing who she was on the inside. And yet I didn't want people to do that to me, but that's what I had just done. So the, th- the thought crossed my mind that there were probably likely many places in her life that were unorganized or where she felt just like I did, like she was falling apart, where in my life, those places um, were identical to hers, or maybe she was okay in areas that I wasn't, and I was okay in areas that she wasn't. And it was very relatable, it was real, and yet there was probably something in our lives that were was very much in common. And how could we perhaps maybe learn from each other? Here she was right in front of me. I thought, oh my gosh, this is definitely a God-ordained moment. And, and that's a day at the deli, chock full of lessons, my friends. That's God showing up in the small everyday places, turning the ordinary into something extraordinary for me. Because as I was judging her and myself, in that very moment, God used the truth of the situation to show me that we both had value and worth, and it wasn't about how we looked. He taught me that no matter what we look like on the outside, no matter how many challenges we have, most often we have a whole lot more in common with other people than we realize. At this point, I could say that I have a firm belief that the sale of deli meats and cheeses brings out the bizarre, (laughs) But I know the delicacies have no bearing on that lesson. At least I don't think they do. God has shown me many truths in life in the simplest, most outrageous, extreme and mundane of places. But I do have another little deli tale to tell you. So I was in the deli one day and there was an older gentleman right in front of me. Um, The line was a little bit long, but again, it's, it's worth waiting, especially if you have a food allergy or specific diets to follow because they're extremely accommodating. This way you can get exactly what you want or need. Anyhow, there was this older gentleman in front of me. I can't tell you how old he was, but I would guess somewhere in his mid to late seventies, he was waiting in line and he he had this long list. He already had a few things in this little basket that he was holding and his turn was coming up pretty soon. I think he had maybe two people in front of him and I was directly behind him. So this day at the deli, it became apparent that this gentleman had a cell phone on him <clears throat> because his cell phone started to ring loudly. He set his basket down and he searched his jacket pocket and his pants pockets trying to figure out where his cell phone was. Once he realized it was in his front pocket, he pulled it out. He flipped it open. Yeah, he had a flip phone and pushed the button. Well, when he did so, um, it ended up on speakerphone. Um, so it really wasn't a very private phone call. So this gentleman whose name I quickly found out was Henry was a little bit dismayed that his phone was on speakerphone and he kept turning it over this way and that kind of looking at it, obviously trying to figure out how to take it off speakerphone, but he couldn't figure it out. Um, you could hear a woman's voice saying, Henry, Henry. So at one point he closed the phone, which ended the phone call. <laughs> he, just, he just shut the phone down. He just shut the call down. So of course the phone rang again uh, very quickly thereafter and he flipped the phone back open he pushed the button again, and it projected the person on the other end through the speakerphone. <laughs> same time, same thing, repeat. So he relented and just said hello, and it was his wife, and she said, she said to him, Henry, don't forget to get the low-sodium ham and get the unsalted-baked turkey that's roasted. I mean, that's roasted turkey. And don't forget to get the low fat provolone cheese. (laughs) She kind of had a whole list of things that she needed him to get, even though he had a list in his hand. Uh, From what she said, we all learned quickly that one or both of them was on a low sodium diet and a low fat diet. So it does take, does, it takes a whole lot for me to not laugh because he, he isn't really saying anything. He's just, shaking his head yes at the phone, like she can hear him. <laughs> and you can tell he's not comfortable with a cell phone and really not comfortable with the fact that his wife's voice is being projected throughout the deli on his cell phone, but he didn't seem to know how to control it. Um, so people are just kind of looking around and Try not to hone in too much, mind their own business, because this isn't their conversation. But it's really difficult not to hear it, especially when his wife starts to get louder and say to him, Henry, don't forget you can't get the meat with the sodium in it. And don't get that bologna, because if you get that bologna, it will be bad for your heart. The doctor said last time that you needed to cut down on things that were high cholesterol. That includes baloney and you need to keep that blood pressure down. So don't cheat and get the regular high sodium ham like sodium ham like you did last time. So she's, she's continuing to lecture him uh, through the speakerphone and tell him what he should and should not get for his health. But at the same time, she's sharing his health issues out loud. Of course, she didn't know she was on speakerphone, I'm sure. He kept trying to interrupt her. Margaret, Margaret, Margaret. So finally, he's able to say, Margaret, I have it all written down and I'm not deaf. I can hear you because the louder he got, the louder she got. And so she says, well, don't you snap at me. I'm just trying to protect your health. Remember, the doctor said if you're going to continue to take that Viagra that you can't have high cholesterol because it could affect your heart. And the next time we get romantic, you could have a heart attack and die. You could just hear slight murmurs of people giggling and are trying to stifle giggling all around us and we're looking at each other kind of trying not to breathe too loud and not really knowing how to react so and so good old henry says okay margaret bye and without missing a beat he steps up to the counter quick as anything tells the man behind the deli counter i'd like the regular ham and a pound of bologna with extra sodium (laughs) And then you could see his shoulders start to shake up and down and he started to laugh. And then we all busted out laughing. (laughs) He was so funny. He took it in stride. I was afraid that he was highly embarrassed. He just kind of, I I was seeing him from the back and seeing his shoulders shake as he laughed, but I could tell he was was having a good time with it. Now, that's really funny, folks. (laughs) That's real life. And sometimes life is really funny. And what I learned in the deli that day was, To laugh more in my circumstances, including the ones far beyond my control. And when I do, it doesn't just lift my spirits, it helps lift the spirits of people around me. Good old Henry and Margaret. I hope they had many more days of romance and baloney. That's what I wished for them. (laughs) Again, just from seeing and observing everyday people in my everyday life, I'm reminded that we may all be unique, but we are not that uncommon. Uncommon. What is common to most is common to many more than we will acknowledge most of the time. I have come to believe that God allows us glimpses into other people's lives like those people that I've met at the deli uh, so that we learn how to respond and not to judge. So we remember that we're all human and we should give each other and ourselves more grace than we do and to teach us what not to say to our husbands on the phone. In the deli, (laughs) Uh, and to work really hard to know how to shut your phone off, speakerphone. I I learned that as well. I could easily let these negative things in my life that that happen, uh, on and off. The stress, the issues, that whatever it is, I I know you have them too, right? Life issues, things that seem heavy when our life seems out of balance, when we don't get what we believe we need, and we're wondering why isn't God showing up? heavy things we could let them define us and define our lives I could let the bad hair days and the feelings of being inadequate that kind of sometimes hit me and overwhelm me that you know that how do I compare myself to others days I could let them tell me who I am and who I'm supposed to be but I'm choosing not to I choose to embrace the lessons God teaches me because I may not be able to tell you day to day exactly what defines the way I feel in a given moment, but God has sure shown me what doesn't define me and what never will. I wrote a little something about that not too long ago. All right, here it is. What defines me? I can tell you what does not define me. Not cancer, not depression, not fear, or anxiety, not OCD not Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome or other ailments, not weighing too little, not weighing too much, the color of my skin, the style of my hair, the size of my butt or how it looks in jeans, not the dollars I have, the amount I give away, nor the dollars I owe, not the letters behind my name, the titles or the certifications I earned, not how many know me, say they know me or want to know me, not the number who love me, nor the number who hate me, None of these worldly things defines me. Only one thing does, my creator. He made me, he saved me, he set me free. He changes me, he grows me, he lets me be me. He challenges me, bails me out, props me up, pushes me to step up, step in, and to never walk on others to move forward. He humbles me, softens me, strengthens me, and hides me beneath his wings when I need refuge, all the while whispering truth to my heart and mind leading me in his ways of truth, lest I become a lover of the world and a hater of his word. He doesn't shame me, erase me, deny who I am. He doesn't know prejudice, sit in hatred, or spread lies. He is, I am, and I am thankful that in him I am defined, but not just defined. I am shaped. I am shaped to be kind, to be refined, and I am made to shine. All right. So thank you again for listening to the Woman Inspired Podcast. Again, please find me on whatever podcast platform is your favorite, because you might be listening to this through a link that somebody sent you or on my website at womaninspired.com. So if you would subscribe, download, follow, share, comment, all of those wonderful social media things that help us podcasters, that would be great. Um, Add a link to your Facebook, your Instagram, or your Twitter, Twitter feed, if you don't mind. And until next time, don't forget today's pod quote, when you judge another, you do not define them, you define yourself. Thank you so much and have a blessed day.